I just want to say it one more time what a joy it has been to celebrate Easter this year at All Saints Church. I hope you feel the same. <laughs> it's been such a great beginning to this wonderful season, which we, of course, started um, a week ago on Saturday night with our annual bilingual Great Vigil of Easter with our friends down at Iglesia San Andres in Sunset Park coming here, and our grand celebration of Easter Sunday um, exactly this time last week. And we've also done it, as Father Steve reminded us in his homily on Tuesday at the midweek service, um, in the quieter ways that we remember Easter, especially in this week. Something more like probably what the disciples would have experienced when first meeting the resurrected Jesus. We've had the full spectrum already, and it's only the first few days of this whole season. Today is called Low Sunday because it's usually a fairly low Sunday. We actually call it that. Because by now, things do settle down a bit after Lent and Holy Week and Easter, all of the season of expectation, all of that ends and finally arrives, comes to a close, and we kind of take a breath and things settle a bit. However, this morning, we are kind of continuing the celebration as we baptize six little ones today, six new members of our family here at this church, and indeed in the whole body of Christ around the world. From the earliest days of the church, baptism was the primary mode of identification with what had just taken place as a result of Jesus' coming, his life, his death, his resurrection, which we celebrate and contemplate throughout this Easter season. Each year, we recall how the first apostles, filled with the Holy Spirit, went out proclaiming the good news which they had seen and known in Christ, and how, in response, people were baptized. Thousands of people, we are told, beginning in this scene we hear a bit of in the book of Acts, um, in Jerusalem at Pentecost, where Peter stands up and proclaims what he has seen to the crowds of people gathered there from all over the world, and whose hearts are moved within them to respond to his message, and they are baptized. I've said this before, but I think it's important each year, maybe more than once each year, um, from time to time at least, to think about our own baptisms. Whether you can remember that event yourself, or whether you have been told stories about it because you were much too young. Maybe you've seen photos or video of it. Maybe your family talks about it occasionally. And to think about it each year and consider the way in which, because of it, we are all knit into that same ongoing, unfolding, holy story. Because that same good news is good news for us today. Our hearts are also moved within us by it. That same spirit animates us today as we continue to share this gospel of hope and reconciliation and love, which has been passed on to us to this day from our ancestors in faith. And we know and we affirm, actually, each year on this particular Sunday, that it is not always easy to approach the bigness of these mysteries of faith. In fact, evidently, even from the earliest days after the resurrection, it wasn't easy to approach these mysteries. In the Gospel this morning, we hear of one of these first encounters between Jesus and his followers, and we hear about Thomas, who doubts who unfortunately is known as Doubting Thomas in the tradition, bless his heart, but who says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. 
Unless I have seen empirical evidence, confirmation that the person I have known and seen betrayed and executed, whose wounds I know having seen them for myself, unless I see those on a living person, I simply can't believe that this happened. The scene takes place in this house the disciples meet in many times. It's a recurring scene in the story, um, and each one of them would have known it. Jesus would have known this place. It would have been very familiar. And here we find the disciples not celebrating or in a state of sort of normal life that they might have had in that space, but they are hiding. They're concerned that perhaps the faith that Jesus had met they might themselves meet, or simply out of fear of the rumors that they have been hearing about Jesus being raised, whatever the reason in particular, person to person, they are in here in this place, but they are scattered, confused, confounded by all of these things that have taken place. And then it says in a house with the doors locked, closed and locked, Jesus appears among them and says, peace be with you. God and God's messengers always, of course, have to say phrases like peace be with you and do not be afraid when they do things that you would absolutely be afraid of if they were to happen to you, when they just appear out of nowhere and start saying things, it would be very unnerving. Jesus knows that this is uncharted territory for his disciples. Even having spent his entire ministry with him, learning from him, healing in his name, being witness to all the wonderful deeds of power and grace which he lavished upon the world in his lifetime. But this is different. This is an encounter with the resurrected Christ, the fullness, the cosmic fullness of who he is and what he is doing. And so Thomas doubts, like many of us would, like many of us probably still do from time to time. Doubt is a constitutive part of faith, even for the disciples of Jesus themselves. An encounter with these matters isn't really weighty enough if we don't have some questions about it, concerns, reasons for pause. If we don't, we're probably not taking what we're seeing before us seriously enough. You can certainly give that to Thomas. He was being serious about his faith. All of our doubt and our faith find their place here, in Christian community, in our spiritual lives lived together. The reason we gather in this way is that we need one another to bear the burdens and share the joys of faith. We were made like this by God to be together, to lean on one another as we all walk this same pilgrimage of life. Our kids being baptized today are being invited into that same wonderful and sacred community. That sense of belonging, that sense of place which they get to claim from this day forward, the rest of their lives, wherever they go, whatever life throws at them, they will always have a spiritual home, both in this place and in these people who gather as All Saints Church. And all of us, of course, who have passed through these living waters of baptism have this same promise. We have, as the letter says today, been given a new birth into a living hope, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. And so it is with great joy that we continue our Easter celebrations into this next week. After a 40-day season of fasting, I think it's safe to say it's okay for us to feast now, to say and to sing our alleluias with abandon, 
to be defiant in our celebration in the midst of a world full of conflict and strife, full of situations which are real and urgently demand our attention and our best efforts as being living witnesses to justice and peace. We know that. But we still celebrate because we know that our best chance for building the world that God desires for all of us, our children, our children's children, is to do it together and to not lose sight of the hope which we have been given, to which each one of us, all, each one, have been called. So may God bless you, and happy Easter. Amen.